the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Okay, so this is it. First Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read it together. I, brethren, could not speak to you as to... Okay, let's start from chapter 2, verse 14. One go. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually... All right, verse 15. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Verse 16. But who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Chapter 3. And I, brethren, could not speak to you. So you see, like I told you a couple of weeks back, the Bible was not written in chapters and verses. It was written like that. Amen? So it flows into it. When you read your Bible in, with chapters and verses in mind, sometimes you can miss the point. And you can miss the flow of what the Spirit of God is communicating through the Word of God. It was the chapters and verses were placed in to help you read, paragraph it so you can better appreciate it. But the scriptures were written straightforward like that. You see that it says, and I, brethren, so when you look at chapter 2, you may think that chapter 2 is in isolation, but chapter 3 flows directly into what he started talking about in chapter 2, verse 14 downwards. And I, brethren, could not speak to you. Let's go to verse 16, chapter 2, verse 16. Uh-huh. For who has known the mind, or maybe we should start from verse 14, so that you see the flow well. It will help you. That's why I'm telling you this man that read the book. Read the book. Read the book. But the natural man does not receive what? The things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he, because he are spiritually, all right. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Verse 16. For who has known the mind? But we have the mind of Christ. Okay, chapter 3. And I, spiritual people, but as to Cana, as to babes in Christ. This is a whole church. It's a very powerful thing. A whole church. Apostle Paul came there and said, I couldn't meet one spiritual person there. May the Lord help us. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting though. That means that when you enter the average church, it's not very easy to meet spiritual people. It's not very easy. There are many people who are in activity, but they are not spiritual. They are around, but they are not spiritual. 
And the focus of this teaching is not just to make you a church person, but to make you a spiritual person. Are you with me? When you are a spiritual person, the benefits are way enormous, much more than you can. You know, when you, you have a degree, there are benefits you can get. PhD, there are benefits you can get. Are you with me here? Yeah. Uh-huh. When you also have some business skill, there are benefits you can get. When you have great human relational skills, there are benefits you can get. But when you are spiritual, the benefits are anything way above the things in the world. That's why you need to be spiritual. I, I tell people all the time, I appreciate what people have, I value what people have, I admire what people have, but upon all that you have, I want you to have the most important, and that is spirituality. That's what? Be spiritual. Be spir- when you are spiritual, you are gone. Be spiritual, because your decision making, which is the ultimate thing that makes you in life, is dependent on your spirituality. Your decision making. Do you know that all of us are product of our decision making? The decision, you are where you are today because of the decisions you made today. And you are where you are going to be tomorrow because of the decisions you are making. And the Bible says that the spiritual man discerns all things. One thing that a lot of people lack is discernment. To look at a man who is walking and can see that this man is a millionaire tomorrow. Not too many women can see that. Not too many women can see that. To look at a man who has come to you for help and see beyond the help he's requesting to see his potential tomorrow. It takes discernment to be in a church and see that that church has a global future. It takes discernment. Many people have walked to places that later on they regretted. Ah, I saw this opportunity. I should have taken advantage of it. You see, when you are spiritual, the Holy Spirit helps you to make right decisions at the right time at the right, with the right people in the right places. Praise God. That's just one. That's just one. That's just one benefit of spirituality. And there are many others. There are matters when they are presented before you. When you are spiritual, your opinion about it is different. When you are spiritual, you know when to talk, when not to talk. When you are spiritual, it helps. I tell you, it helps. And as you go through the book of First Corinthians, you appreciate what we are talking about. The Bible says, I couldn't speak to you as spiritual people. I spoke to you as kana. I spoke to you as babies. You know the way you talk to a baby is different. Are you with me here? Yes. Uh-huh. The way you talk to a baby is different. You have to break the word down, break it, use uh, <laughs> sometimes. You just have to, you have to come down and come down and come down. That's how you deal with babies. And Paul said, I couldn't share deep things with you. Now some things I know in scripture, if I share it with you now, Pride may eat you up. You will just be eaten up by pride because you, you parade your knowledge of it everywhere and begin to condemn everybody. We'll see all of that in spiritual, in, in, as we go through this series. How do you use the knowledge you have? How do you use it? How do you use it? There are people who use their knowledge to fight others, to let others know that they don't know anything. How do you use it? How do you use it? How do you use the power you have? We will see all of that in the book of 1 Corinthians. These guys were knowledgeable people. But they were puffed up in their knowledge. The knowledge that they came from a very impeccable background entered them. The knowledge that they have certain qualifications entered them. So they could not appreciate what God was doing around them. You will be spiritual. Now listen, we want to raise a very spiritual church. Your amen is very weak. Yeah, because in spirituality is every other thing. 
all the crises of humanity, eh, my brothers and sisters. Oh, because I'm a president at a mess. My brothers and sisters. That man was a good man. May the Lord give us another of his kind. But spirituality is important. Foundational. He said, I couldn't, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able. Then he says, because you are not able, it's a proof that you are a canner. He said, for you are still canner. For where there are envy. Somebody say envy. envy. Oh, what's the source of envy? Check somebody's car and you are envious. You can't even celebrate it. Check somebody's shoe, you are envious. Somebody's wife, you are envious. You are envious. All of this is carnality. Oh, carnality. Why are you jealousing and feeling envious of a shoe that your leg is smaller than? <laughs> a car whose monthly fuel bill you can't handle. And it has become a prayer topic for you. Is it not envy? A preacher gave uh, an illustration of envy many years ago, which really stuck with me. Stuck with me. He came to church with some gifts, and then he threw them in the congregation. And come and see, you know, when I throw something in the congregation, you can imagine, which are the people who are likely to get it? The stronger men. Are you with me here? The stronger men. They will push everybody aside to get it. You see, Life is not, and so when, let me just finish the illustration. So he threw it, and then the men bulldozed their way and got it. And when they got it, he said, uh, whatever you have picked, you are going to use it. Yeah. And when they opened some of them, it was bra, use it. <laughs> Ladies' shoes, use it. You see, when you are envious, you are pursuing something that you may not be able to use. You compete for something that may not fit you. I thought you put your hands together for the Lord. Listen. You see, God made you, wired you, and designed you. He knows what best fits you. You came customized by God. You are customized. This is not, not. He didn't make a mistake with your life. He didn't make a mistake to make you black. This one that you are struggling uh, every time, using all kinds of things on your face, you want to shine. <laughs> Meanwhile, God has made you dark beauty, like myself. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Am I communicating here? You want to be tall, 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 tall. Why are you taking it to? If in God's plan and program for you, height was a, an important matter, it would have been part of it. There is a place God wants to bring you to with all your height, with all your height. It's your God's height. Is it not another who is president? It's not by height, oh, it's not by might. If God has wired you to elevate you to the office of presidency and the height is a factor he will give it to you if the height is not a factor he will not give it to you so just uh, be cool uh, hello fellow guardians whether 
whether you like him or you don't like him, he's flowing. He's our president. Praise the Lord. So it's even possible that if you are short, you may even become president. Are you with me here? Never envy what anybody has. Praise God. He said, when I look at you, there's envy, there's strife, there's strife, there's divisions among you. Are you not gonna and behaving like mere men? Somebody say, I'm not a mere man. A lot of people have a difficulty when we say, Don't talk like a mere man, because you are not a mere man. Talk like a mere man. We are the ordinary people. You are who say you are the ordinary person. I'm not an ordinary person. I'm a supernatural being. Praise God. The way people are going, anybody can go. Say, I want to go. Why do you like to involve people in your things? No. We are the poor masses, you and who? Speak for yourself. Praise God. Yeah. That's critical. So we started by exploring the fact that there are three kinds of people. Somebody say three kinds of people. And it's that same teaching I want to continue today. I'm just introducing the focus of the teaching. We said the title of the series is Living as a Spiritual Man. Somebody say Living as a Spiritual Man. Living as a Spiritual Man. There are people who don't believe in anything spiritual. They think that the world just roll, roll, roll like it rolls. No. Yeah. Even the physical world is kept in shape by laws. There's a law of gravity which is in force. You can't go against it and survive. So much more. Yeah, much more is the spiritual world because the spiritual world rules the natural. The Bible says, for though we walk in the flesh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. And you see, our resource in our walk is a function of the resource of our war. If you are losing the battle spiritually, you'll be losing the walk. For we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. When you win the battle in the night, you walk with your cool head in the day. <laughs> so Jesus will spend all night in prayer. When the day broke, many people came to him and every problem they brought, he solved them. Because he had answers. You will have answers. Yeah. I said you will have answers. Yeah. Before challenges come, you have answers. Yeah. We walk in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. Then he tells you there are weapons. If you are not at war, you don't need weapons. That's why you have the word of God. The sword of the spirit. You, you are at war. Admit it. You see, the fact that you are failing to acknowledge that there is warfare going on in the spirit realm is the reason why you are getting defeated. Because in warfare time, everybody's attitude changes. No, be so. Anywhere there is war, people act differently. You can't be sleeping and snoring. Warfare time. Hey! They don't kill you. <laughs> they don't kill you. Warfare time, you are sleeping. You are sleeping. You are at war. We walk in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. How many times are we not told in the New Testament to watch and pray? How many times are we not told to be vigilant? How many times have we not been told we have an adversary? Are you with me here? There's war. The reality of war began in heaven. So you will say, uh, it's over. I'm in Christ. All my warfares are over. You see, the warfare in Christ changes. Amen? Huh. And I'll come to teach about it. Our warfare in the spirit realm is different from what used to happen in the Old Testament. So you see somebody doing 30 days all night, 
He says, uh, uh, Blantyne. Blantyne. That's second. Come Blantyne, Kramo. You are too modern to know Blantyne. But I know the elderly people know. Cutlass. Then you see it on the poster. Cutlass. I don't know whether it's the devil they are going to kill. Yeah. Because the last time I checked, spirits cannot be killed. And spirits cannot even be destroyed before their time. Not even Jesus could do that. You can resist them. You can stop their influence. But you cannot annihilate them. Hey, it is where. So last week we touched on, we, we started with the natural man, right? The natural man. Then we looked at the carnal man. Somebody said the carnal man. So the, the natural man is the one who is not born again. He's not spirit. He's not saved. He doesn't have the Holy Ghost. He doesn't believe in speaking in tongues. He doesn't believe in the, the, in the gift of the Holy Ghost. He doesn't believe in any of those things. No. Those things are for a certain type of Christians. He's not into all of those. They are very logical in their thinking. You know, when your mind is not working, then you say you are speaking in tongues. You are just wasting your time. That's how the natural man thinks. What's all this business of going to church? You know, the West, people don't even do church and things are working for them. Yeah, that's the West. And things are also getting worse for them. Yeah. You see, in the last days, one of the things the Holy Ghost is doing is is humbling every natural power. Yeah. COVID, that's what COVID has come to prove to everybody. He's humbling every natural power. Africa is still a mystery. How Africa has survived COVID is a mystery. Yeah, and it will still remain a mystery. Yeah. We are not waiting and depending on vaccine to listen. We are depending on internal force. Is here. Am I communicating here? The Holy Ghost here. You have to know how to deploy this power or they will take you out. Know who is here and be more conscious of him or you'll be taken out. Look, I do, uh, then it looks like he's going, he's going, he's going, and another comes up. The final cancer is explanation. No, 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 no. Yeah. Nothing has humbled the Western this time. You say, ah, Africa, they've been praying, 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 praying. What has prayer done? <laughs> well, so we are on the natural man. Somebody say, I'm not a natural man. But in it, we establish the fact that you need to be careful the way you relate with the natural man. And because the natural man is you before. Somebody say, me before. Uh-huh. All of us, there's nobody who is saved today who was not a natural man. All of us used to be natural people. Before we met Christ, we were natural people. And then, you met Christ. When you met Christ, you got born again. The Holy Ghost came to live in you. And then you became a child of God. Your eyes were open. You began to see things you didn't see before. You are a child of God now. Now that you are a child of God, there's only one expectation of you. And that is for you to grow to become a spiritual man. Okay? Your spirit is born fully grown. Somebody say, my spirit is born fully grown. My spirit is fully grown. Yeah, your spirit is not less. It's not like your spirit is born and is growing gradually. But the spirit's influence in your life is what grows. Are you with me here? Get that straight. When we talk about spiritual growth, we are not talking about the Holy Ghost growing in you. Because the Holy Ghost cannot grow. The Holy Ghost cannot grow. The Holy Ghost is complete. Is God. Have you seen God growing before? All of us are subject to the process of growth. The Holy Ghost is complete. But when his influence grows in your life and his influence, give me First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23. Let me show you something. Let's read it together. One go. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved 
blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say, I'm a spirit. I'm a spirit. I have a soul. I have a soul. And I live in a body. Okay. Just like God exists in three persons, you exist in three persons. You are essentially a spirit being. The part of you that lives forever. You remember in the book of Genesis, the Bible said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. The part of you that looks like God is your spirit. So when you get born again, your spirit is complete like God. Somebody say an amen. amen. It's, complete. it's complete like God. Spirit is complete. He said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The new creature is not your body. Nobody got born again and he was fair, then he has become dark. No, 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 no. Oh, me, you should have met me before, before I got born again. I was a very, very fair person. Now, now, now born again has made me dark. It doesn't happen like that. Yeah, nothing changes on the outside. But what changes is within you. When you got born again, you were given a new spirit. A new spirit would I give you. I'll put a new spirit in you. And that spirit is God's spirit. That is what gave you a new identity. But you see, your body is still the same. Your soul is still the same. And that's where the, the warfare is. So, now, the spirit is the part of you that was controlling you. When you were dead, you were being controlled by that dead spirit. So whatever the spirit wanted you to do, that's what you were doing. You remember the natural man? When we were talking about the natural man, we said it's controlled by demonic spirit. Now, when you get born again, you have to yield control of your life to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit now must control your life. He lives in you and he must control your life. So he tells you, go here. He tells you, you can listen to that. You can listen to that. He tells you, you can befriend that person. You can befriend that person. He tells you that these are the places to deal with. These are the things you can expose yourself to these things will not be helpful to you. While the Holy Spirit is telling you this, I mean, where before you got born again, everything your spirit was saying, your mind was in agreement, your body was in agreement because they were all saying the same thing. Your spirit just desired to drink. Your body said, ah, the weather is cold, so you feel the coldness in your body. Then your soul will tell you, tell you, you are emotionally down. The issues, the, the pressure at work is too much. So you see, your spirit says some uh, ginseng or gin will do. One bottle of Guinness will make a difference. Then your body tells you, eh, the way the weather is now, I think some Guinness will do. Then your soul will bring to mind all the challenges you are going through, the depression. You say, ah, uh, so you see, all of that, they are all saying the same thing. So immediately, you are just flowing. You are what? Flowing. You are what? Flowing. But when you got born again and the Holy Ghost took residence, that's where the war began. The day you got born again, the Holy Spirit, now your flesh says, ah, Charlie, I'll cry. Lady, your best rest house, I know, of course, I'll show you now, you look sharp. Yeah. That's what the body is telling you. But the Spirit of God will tell you, your body is a temple of God. You can do that. Praise God. Yeah, your, the Spirit of God will tell you that. That's not the way to go. Then your mind will be bringing all the feelings, the imagination. You know, you'll be imagining things. Charlie, the way this, this is, you see the weather is becoming like your weather. see, when you came to Ghana, you enjoying the Ghana weather. The sun is not too hot now. It's not very fine. 
Yeah, because he lives in the UK. Yeah. Cool. This kind of weather, dear man, you must not be alone. Tell me. Yeah. you know, and all of that. But the Spirit of God will now be dealing with you. Now, you need a backup. Somebody say a backup. You see, two cannot work together except they be agreed. Two are better than one. Now, listen. If your soul can come in alignment with your spirit, your body is defeated. Your body is what? Your body is what? Defeated. When your soul comes into alignment with your spirit, but when your soul and your body are in agreement, the war will be tough to win. That's why when you got born again, the Holy Spirit took residence in you. Alright? And then he gave you his word to take control of your soul. When the word renews your thinking and changes your thinking, whatever your body brings, your soul will tell you, no, we are not going that way. The spirit already tells you that it's not working. Your soul tells you that is not where to go. The body will find its level. Are you with me here? That's why a believer who is born again but is not mentally renewing his mind cannot defeat anything. You cannot walk in victory. You cannot live a victorious Christian life with your own mind. The greatest thing a Christian can pursue after he's born again is renewal of his mind. Renewal of what? So the Bible says, as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow there. You have to grow. And when you are growing, the number one thing that will show as a person is growing is his thinking. No, be so. Yeah. Oh, is his what? That's a principal thing. That's one of the things we say. We say it in tree. He speaks like a child. You can't speak like a child until you think like a child. So 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 11. He says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. I understood as a child. Because it's a pattern. First Corinthians 13, 11. Give me that. I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible said a child is known by his doings. Your speech will give us a revelation of your level of understanding. Your level of understanding will give us a revelation of your thinking. I met a couple some time back, I think uh, about two years ago or so. The man was complaining bitterly that he can't reason with a wife. Just complaining how bitterly he can't reason with a wife. I couldn't put all the blame on the wife. Because if you can't reason with her, you have to bring her up to your level. Yeah. When I was speaking with him, his posture was like, uh, the wife has to work on herself and grow her thinking. But it doesn't work like that. That's why we are in this together. <laughs> iron sharpens iron. While the wife may not be reasoning along certain lines, she also may be also be doing certain things better than you are doing. Uh-huh. So you help one another up. Yeah. But you have to come up in your thinking. That's why when a person does not have value for the word of God, their spiritual growth cannot be guaranteed. The word of God is not something you listen to daily. The word of God is not something you read daily. You read newspaper, they call it daily news. Really? What is news? In this world, what is news is what is evil. Are you here? Yeah. What is news is what is evil. There is no breaking news until it's an evil news. I have not heard anywhere good news is breaking. Every breaking news is an evil news. That is a world we live in. 
That's why the Bible said, though we are in the world, we are not of the world. He said, love not the world, not the systems, the patterns, how things run in the world. Because if you follow it, you miss out on your destiny. We belong to heaven. We are citizens of heaven operating on earth. So we have to understand the culture of where we come from and we have to be able to relate how things are to where we are. Are you with me here? There is no way the ambassador of uh, United States to Ghana will ever be worried about the happenings in Ghana. No. No. He's too aware he's from a superior nation. You are not too aware you are from a superior nation. So when you dream and you see yourself uh, eating something, you must go for deliverance. Deliverance from where? When you got born again, if Jesus could not deliver you, no pastor can pray you out of that. The Bible says, giving thanks unto the Father who had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance in light. Who have delivered us and translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. By the way, the last time I checked, the Bible said, if the son sets you free, you free indeed. So if you are freed by the, the son and you are not holding a mental stronghold in your mind, the greatest place, the most difficult place to free a person is in his mindset. If I can reset your mind, I have reset your life. If I can reset your mind, I have reset your life. You know, we go to school to have a certain way of thinking. Our mindset is shaped from our background, our home, our friends, uh, some influences, uh, the things we listen to, the TV, and the kind of education we have. All of that, they come to shape our minds. And that's why when you get born again, your mindset must be shaped. The average Ghanaian graduate is shaped to look for jobs. That's his mindset. He comes out of school looking for a job. He's not been made to think that he can create something. Are you with me here? And that's, that, that's why we have a challenge with the, a large number of our people. So our mindset is critical. And until our mindset changes, our life cannot change. It looks like it's a digression, but I believe that the Holy Ghost is working something with that. Alright, so we talked about the natural man, we talked about the carnal man, and then we want to look at the spiritual man. But last week, we said that the carnal man, there are a number of things. The carnal man, what I remember I said is that the carnal man is a spiritual malady. Somebody say malady. Uh-huh. The spiritual is not a state in growth. The carnal man is not a state in spiritual growth. You know, in the growth process, last week after the service, I was helped. I was looking for an illustration. I think I got it wrong. They helped me later. Give me that projection of the... The butterfly's life cycle. The butterfly is like this. It starts with eggs. Somebody say eggs. You have eggs. You move to caterpillar. Then you move to pupa. Then you have a butterfly. That's a stage. All right. These are stages of growth. When you read First Corinthians and you hear natural man, carnal man, spiritual man, you may be tempted to think that is the same process, but that's not it. The growth process in, in scripture for the believer is from baby to maturity. So you are born and then you grow into spiritual manhood. You go through the state of a young man. I write unto you young men because you are strong and the spirit of God dwells in you. That's true. Okay. But there is no place for the carnal man that, okay, I'm a baby now. I become carnal, then I become spiritual. No. The carnal person is not part of the equation. The carnal state is an abnormal state. Somebody say abnormal state. Abnormal state. 
And last week I told you how carnality evolves. Give me that. Carnality evolves when a born-again Christian refuses to grow spiritually after all the essential ingredients for healthy spiritual growth have been made available unto him or her. When a Christian, somebody say a Christian, refuses to what? Oh, say it. Refuses to what? After all the essential ingredients for healthy spiritual growth have been made available. And I tell you, if you are in this church and you are experiencing carnalities because you have refused to grow. Yeah, because by the grace of God, all the essential nutrients, we are making them available. Last week, we talked about them. Number one, we said that the essential nutrients you need for growth, they are five, right? Five. We just, uh, by and large, they are five. There could be more, but I narrowed them to five. Number one is what? Food. Every child needs food to grow. True or false? True or false? Good. That's number one. Number two? Uh, number two is what? Family. Family. And we said, I think I remember I said that the food, there are three stages of the food. There's a state where you are breastfed. There's a state where you are given the food to eat yourself. And there's a state where you feed others. You see? And all of that, they show where you are. First, they follow you up to come to church. Two, you'll come to church by yourself. Three, you'll bring others with you to church. That's growth. That's what? That's what? Yeah, so you start with breast milk, and then they give you cocoa, and you take it all by yourself. And then you come to a place where you are now giving food to your younger ones. That is maturity. There are people in church who are always looking for other people to do things for them. They always want people to visit them. They are never thinking of when they are visiting other people. They are always on the receiving end. That's one of the sure signs of a baby. Babies are always looking for what they can receive. But when you grow, you think about what can I give? What will be my legacy? How will I impart my generation? How will people know that I came, I existed, I lived this life? That is how mature people think. Somebody say an amen. amen. Then number two, we said you need family. Somebody say family. 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 And then, of course, you need freedom. Somebody say freedom. Yeah, that was a, a very unique point for me. Freedom. When babies are born, they need to be free to grow. And then, of course, we said flow. Somebody say flow. flow. You have to flow with the Spirit of God. Allow the Spirit of God to flow. Allow the Spirit of God to flow. Allow the Spirit of God to flow. And then number five, we said fitness. Somebody say fitness. fitness. How many of you are fit? Fit. 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 Don't provoke me to do an exercise. <laughs> I told you the story of a young man who came to my office and was panting like a, he has run a hundred meter dash. Yeah, he was panting. He just climbed the stairs. I said, ah, ah, was somebody chasing you? He said, Master, stairs, no. <laughs> so I said, you, stairs. At your age, stairs. So when you are 40 or 50, you'll be wonderful to look at. Yeah. And the Toto climbs the stairs and he's running on it. Fit man. And then come on, fit man. Then you are 25 stairs. You'll be fit for a very long time. I like the testimony of Moses. The Bible says, and Moses was 120 years old. His natural force was not abated. His natural force was not abated. Neither were his eyes then. Natural force. Don't just say, well, as if it's supernatural. The man was climbing mountains. 
How many times did he climb mountains? At 80 years, he was climbing mountain. He climbed a tall mountain, at least, as I remember from scripture, twice. First time God called him, come to the mountain. Moses, you must not die young. You have to learn to climb mountains. And today, we have all of those mountains in your house. Yeah, you have this uh, treadmill. You can climb on the same hey, technology. You are standing at one place, but you are climbing. All kinds of things. With all of these generations. If there's a generation that must be living long, is this generation now? Amen. You will live long. Yeah. A man climbed mountains. So he was fit. Somebody say fit. Yes. And this generation we go, we do all kinds of exercise. People go to gym. Hey, when you meet people, it's amazing how they are doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I jog every week. Amen. Yeah. Even when I travel, I want to try and if I if I travel with my car, I have to now carry my things in my boots. A joke. Praise God. You have to be fit. What I do every Sunday, <laughs> if you are not fit, you will collapse. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You have to be fit. And you see, you have to be fit because the Spirit of God needs a fit body to do your assignment. If your mind is okay, but your body cannot move, you can't do much for the Lord. So you have to be fit. But as you engage in physical fitness, make sure that you are spiritually fit. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. First Timothy. But reject, somebody say reject. reject. Profane and old wives' fables. And exercise. Somebody say exercise. exercise. Exercise yourself rather unto what? Godliness. So there is a certain exercise. When you engage, you become more godly. You become more spiritual. You wake up in the morning, at least the first 30 minutes to one hour, you master it in tongues. Now, you power your spirit from within. The day opens up. Praise God. Somebody who has planned to come to your office and create confusion and this thing, you scatter them before they come. By the time they come, all of this rubbish has left their head. Are you with me here? As for me, I have a problem. My tongue. No. <laughs> you cannot be speaking in tongues frequently and your tongue will be so loose. Praise the Lord. Exercise yourself. Wake up in the day and you have listened to one, tune into the podcast, you get messages, you soak in one, at least one every day. It will be different, Lou. You will be what? Different. I'm telling you, your mindset will change. Your mindset will change. Your spirit will be built up strong. Bible says, dearly beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So, what, what you go to the gym to do, when you wake up in the morning and you begin to pray in the spirit, what you are doing is that you are building your spirit. You are building up yourself on the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Your spirit shall not be famished. Praise the Lord. Now, today we were supposed to look at the spiritual man. Somebody say the spiritual man. <laughs> but I think uh, we will continue next week. My time is up. Have you been blessed this morning? Yeah. My life, my life,
Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies.